It is good to be with you today as we are in the third week of this Simple Things of Life series, where we're looking at how God works through the simple things in miraculous and extraordinary ways. Um, so far, we've, we've looked at what it means to have a new name last week. The simple thing of names. Everyone basically has a name, or many, in their life. Uh, and before that, we looked at the simple thing of water and Jesus' baptism. Today, we're looking at something that, again, many of us can relate to. The simple thing of work. And so uh, I encourage you to turn with me today in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphones uh, or even your attention to the screen to Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 23. Hear these words. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So again, last week we did, we looked at names and we talked about how things were named wrong, how some people have been called the wrong name sometimes their entire lives. They've been called the wrong thing, never truly living into the name that God has for them, never claiming their name. And today we're looking at something a little bit different. We're looking at another simple thing everyone can relate to. We're looking at work. Our scripture begins and we see work right away. We see John was working This is John the Baptist. John was working, baptizing, doing his work, and he was arrested. He was arrested. He wasn't arrested because he was sitting still. He was arrested because he was working. He was busy at work. Baptizing was just one part of his work. You know, he was proclaiming, repent, kingdom is at hand. And now most of us going to work on any given day, we don't have to worry about being arrested just for going to work on any given day. But John didn't live in the United States. He wasn't in a union to make sure that he was treated fairly. None of that kind of stuff. John, in his work, he upset some people. He upset some very powerful people, and primarily this guy named Herod who ruled the land where John was living. John was just doing his work. He was just going about his daily work, calling sinners to repent and to change their ways. And John was arrested by saying Herod's marriage to his brother's wife was something that should not have been done. So John was arrested, imprisoned. Jesus caught wind of this. Jesus went to Galilee today, Scripture tells us. Now, Jesus is doing the same kind of work as John. 
The same kind of work John had just been baptized or arrested for. He's saying, repent, the kingdom is near. Same words come out of Jesus' mouth that John would be proclaiming. And Jesus sees these two brothers. We met them last week, remember? One of them got a new name, Peter. We see Peter, we see Andrew, and they're, they're out fishing. And this wasn't just going out to catch some fish for the weekend, not a few bass, a few walleye, put them in the pot and let's have dinner. This was not a day at the lake. This was work. They were working. We see more work in this scripture. They were working to put food on their table and others' table for that matter. It was their livelihood. It paid the bills. It, you know, work is one of the simple things of life. You got to work. You got to work. The Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians, he who does not work does not eat, right? You got to work. And that's a verse that Paul wrote to the church later. At Thessalonica, I mean, in northern Greece, essentially. He, he doesn't say it so that people will starve. He says it to inspire them to work. Because we are supposed to work. Just a moment on Paul, because we're not really talking about Paul today, but that's a great, a great principle for us. He who does not work does not eat. In context, this verse supported the fact that when Paul was with them, they didn't just sit around and raid the refrigerator, which was kind of custom for a lot of traveling rabbis and such. They would just kind of be like in the seat of honor and they would be catered to. No, Paul says, you know, and that's... Check out Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. It says, we worked when we were among you so that you may imitate us. Paul was trying to say, literally, he who does not work does not eat. You need to work. Work is something everyone must do. We have our work. I remember as a kid, I was learning about bees in school. Bees are fascinating little creatures. They have their own little jobs. They're... they're they're, they're each doing their part. They don't all do the same thing. There's different bees that do different things. It's how the hive thrives, right? Sometimes as a church, it's how the hive thrives. We have little bees doing different things. It's not always the same task. Ants, they work the, they work the same way. Look at that ant with that big boulder. It looks big because it's blown up. It's actually very small. But, but ants work the same way. They show us what work looks like, working together looks like. And these fishermen in today's scripture, they're working. Just as you probably go to work during the week, or you have at some point in your life before you retired. Even now that you're retired, some people say retired is just getting tired again, right? You're doing more work in a different way. Retired. These fishermen are working to live, and Jesus says, hey, come, follow me, and I'll make you fish for people. We're not told that they go and they punch out on a time clock or tell the boss, I'm going, who's going with me? We don't see any of that. <laughs> Jesus says, come, and immediately they follow. God shows us something remarkable here in this scripture. Doing God's work is not all that different from doing what you already know how to do oftentimes. What you already know how to do. The beauty of the gospel of telling others about Christ, which is our ultimate work as followers of Christ, our primary job is to, anyone? The Great Commission? Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them 
to obey everything I have commanded you. This is our work. And a lot of people look at it and they say, man, that's a lot of work. They say, God, I don't know. It, it might, I don't know how to do this work. It might seem like it's hard work, but hey, you know, the benefits are great. It's our work. And God shows us something wonderful in today's scripture. God looks at our resume. God does look at our resume. You know, our schooling, it's important, but God looks through uh, not just where we went to school, but what takes up the biggest part of a resume? Our experience. God looks at our experience. God takes the stuff that you already know how to do and says, oh, making disciples and baptizing and teaching to obey Christ's commands. That's easy. It's like making pizza, right? It's like getting kids ready for school in the morning. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like playing the piano. It's like working at the steel mill over at the cracker plant, you know? It's not all that different. God says in today's scripture, you know how to fish. Follow me and you can do what you already know how to do, but not for a paycheck, but to bring God glory. To live into your purpose. If you've always wanted to serve God, but you don't know where to start, start with what you know. Start with what you know how to do. They say the best ministries are the ones that we, we do when we do something that we're already passionate about. We just invite other people in to join or allow others to be impacted in a way that glorifies God. That's ministry. You don't have to dream up something crazy that you have no experience in. Start with what you know. If you don't know where to start, start with what you know. Just because it's work doesn't mean it has to be tedious. You don't necessarily have to get extra training, watch a certain webinar, go to this expo, or take that time away from your family. You don't have to. Start with what you know. And then grow. Go beyond that. God will grow you. God will keep on growing you. God, God is in the nature of growing you saw it with the garden, God, the original garden. He's a grower, right? God will grow you. Jesus called these fishermen. They immediately left their boat behind, their work behind. And then James and John, two other fishermen, they left their boat too. They were mending nets with their dad. See you later, dad. <laughs> because just like a name that is the wrong name, there are a lot of people doing the wrong work. There's a lot of people doing the wrong work. And if your job is draining you, causing you to take medication just to get the willpower to get up and go, if you feel trapped, if, if you haven't even punched in and you're already dreaming of punching out, that's not the kind of work God has planned for you. Maybe you'll hear this message and think God's calling you to, to quit your job, to get out. That's between you and God. Don't blame me if that happens. But maybe, just maybe... Maybe you'll hear a different message. Maybe you'll hear the message that God can use you where you are. God can use your skill set, your work experience, in a way that doesn't just bring home a paycheck and provide for a family, but in a way that provides a spiritual paycheck for others. Maybe you'll hear a message that through the simple thing of your ordinary job, you can do extraordinary things. God can do extraordinary things. 
Show people the God of the universe and that God is with us, even at work, even when it gets hard. Tedious. I pray that God will let you experience the joy of work. There is a joy of work. You want to know what it is? The joy of work is finding the ways. Go ahead. Stay with me. Of really knowing work right there. Ways of really knowing. It sounds silly, I know. But really knowing that God is with us in all situations. Work helps us to do that because no one likes to go. God is with us in all situations. Really knowing God God has love for everyone, not just us. You know, I used to manage a place and I used to say, we are an equal opportunity employer. Some of us just prove that more than others. God's love is for everyone, not just us. We are supposed to have co-workers. You won't always get along. We are supposed to have co-workers. In the church, we're supposed to have co-workers. Remember, God loves them too. You need to remember that. There's times where you'll forget. You need to remember God loves them. Sometimes they act like they're unlovable, but God loves them. And the joy of work is being able to see our work as more than a paycheck. Each day is a payday, right? God has something for you each and every day. We get to share God with others, and we get to do this not just with words, but with our actions. Not getting too worked up when an irate customer comes your way. You know, we get to share God in many different ways. When the boss is laying in on you for something you didn't even do, we get to share God in many different ways. How do we respond? <laughs> How do we respond? Like when Jesus calmed the stormy sea. People knew God was at work. Nothing else could have calmed that storm. God was at work. And we get to show people that through the stormy seas of our work. I hope your co-workers will come to say things like, boy, do I love working with Darren because, you know, it just makes the day go flying by. It's a joy to work with. I actually look forward to work when I see him on the same shift, you know. I hope that God says that about you. Or God already says, you know, I want you to be this kind of person, but I hope your coworkers say that about you. Man, I love working with so-and-so. Because they bring joy into the workplace. Joy. And joy is finding ways of really knowing that God is at work. God's at work. I'm closing up right here. I mean, we see the beginning of the Bible starts with work. In Genesis, the creation story, we know the story the seventh day, God rested, right? And we come to church once a week on the seventh day, Sunday, or whatever your seventh day is. There's only seven. But Genesis reminds us not only that God is with us in the rest, in the Sabbath, which we are to remember and keep holy, but what else? There's six whole days of it. What is it? God is with us in the work. God's with us in the work, not just in the rest. I pray that you allow God to make it more than work for you, whatever your work may be. It may be at home. It may be in the workplace. But you have work to do. And I pray, I pray that God makes it more than work so that the simple thing of life, known as work, 
you'll allow God to make it so much more. You'll be able to find joy in it. As you discover how God is calling you to live out the great commission in your own unique bee-like way (laughs) to help the hive thrive, right? Our Scripture showed us fishers of men. How will God use you? How will God use you? Pray about it. It's Sunday. Maybe take a little break. Then get back out there. There's still work to be done. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we thank you for being with us in the midst of all circumstances. We pray that you do allow us to find joy even in the things that sometimes make us want to scream. Give us the patience, the endurance, the strength that we need to present you well to a world that needs to see God is at work. God is at work. Work mightily in us. Continue this work. See it through until its completion. We sing your praise and we glorify you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask that our ushers come forward as we continue.